How are you doing? I am good. I'm good. It's Monday, February 7th. It definitely felt like Monday. I threw, oh man. So I had to leave work early today because um, I almost threw out my hip. Old man. Yeah, for real. No, man. It's like, it was crazy because like the whole day I felt good. Like I'm on my feet dealing with clients or whatever. Um, But then I said the moment that I sat down and I leaned back in this chair and it's like a computer chair that like it might be broken because it leans all the way back like a recliner and like my hips were kind of my hips were kind of folded and um, and then all of a sudden I got this sharp pain. I was like, fuck, I don't think I can make it anymore. And I had one more client. I was like, man, two minutes left. I was like, fuck, let me see if I could reschedule. I got up my left leg kind of went numb. Like it was, it was weird. And then, um, I pushed through it. I was like, after that, after that session, I said, fuck it. I, I gotta go home. I gotta go home. But the pain's gone now, which sucks. I left work two hours early. Um, I was able to move them over somewhere else, but still it's like, ugh, I've been dealing with this discomfort for like a week and a half now. On and off. Yeah. It's, some days it's okay. I can like pick up weights and do certain exercises and there's no issue at all. It's, it really is just when I sit down and lay down. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Your body hurts when you sit down and lay down. I know I got to keep moving. I can't stop moving. It's like that. It's like speed. Have you ever watched speed where they have to keep the bus at a yeah. certain speed? <laughs> yes. Sandra Bullock. And I don't know the other I think guy. it's Keanu Reeves. I, I love I think so. Oh. I don't know. Look it up if you want, but I I love that movie when I was younger. Um, hold on. Well, that's what my body feels like. I have to keep moving or else I'm just gonna lose my leg. Oh man. I'm the I'm the opposite, you know. <laughs> hold on, I got you. Oh, it is Keanu Reeves. What? I told you. Why did I thought it was someone else? I think that was like one of the first movies I watched of him and Sandra Bullock and yeah I told you I was a fan so my one of my clients her cousin actually dated Keanu Reeves cousin okay something like that <laughs> okay. I mean it's a it's like a association by associative associates or something like that but whatever you know what what movie I haven't seen of his hmm. the matrix which so that's a wrap on <laughs> episode of life instructions not included thanks for joining you guys um <laughs> this is our last episode <laughs> i'm done that you guys never but i feel like it is like the matrix is one of those movies that people always refer to and i'm like oh. have i seen it i think i've seen it like oh, i i don't know if i've actually seen it tripping really yeah but you know what that shouldn't surprise you about me or that shouldn't surprise anyone because I'm the type who like I've never seen the big say like trilogy movies um like Harry Potter I've never seen a Harry Potter movie saw it for the first time last year okay parrot uh, parrots um Pirates of the Caribbean you're tripping never seen any of them oh my god um keep going like give me like the big trilogy ones that you're like that everyone has seen um star wars never seen star wars fast and furious please tell me you've seen that i've seen fast and furious okay but star wars never seen star wars 
Star Wars. Okay, I haven't seen Star Wars either. The last time I went to see Star Wars, I think it was 1994. Um, my grandparents took me and I fell asleep in the theater. That was the last time I ever attempted to watch Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, there. Oh, any of the Marvel movies? Does that count? Because um, it's, it's not I like mean, one, two, three, four. Like they're all kind yeah, of yeah, intertwined, yeah. right? They have their own universe. So, so I mean, I've seen some Marvel movies. I don't think I've seen all of them. Okay, so you are human. I've seen some. And what's funny is I used to work in a movie theater um, a long time ago when like the Harry Potters were coming out and all the other movies. Give them a shout out. Represent. Who? The movie theater that I was in? Represent. Uh, Regal Thornton Place. Thornton Place? Thornton Place? Yeah, I used to work there for, I don't even know how long, a year or two. Um, And I never saw any of those big movies. But there was always such a huge following. I'm just one of those. Actually, funny thing is there was a lot of us that worked at the movie theater that also hadn't seen these big trilogy movies that we mentioned earlier. So I'm not the only one. I know you guys are out there. Hello, if you are listening. Crazy. That's like someone (laughs) that works at Foot Locker that doesn't like shoes. I mean, that's possible. That's not. It shouldn't be. It is possible. It's so crazy. And you called it out. I also worked at Foot Action at one but point you, in time in my life. Shoes, though. We I know, I know. Where you had a shit ton of shoes back there. This oh. is just, you not watching movies, working in a movie theater and not watching movies. That's insane. I watched movies. I've watched a lot of movies. I just haven't watched those movies. They never really appealed to me. Don't come after me. Those are like common traits of a psychopath. Shut up. <laughs> then so be it. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um, this weekend was active. It was busy. I was very tired today. Oh, dude. What? We saw each other. I know. You know, I was thinking about this before. I'm like, why do we always call out when we see each other? Because it's like, it rarely happens. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's not an occasion, but it's almost like an occasion. Were you were you as surprised coming back to Seattle, like with how many people were out on the streets? Mm, no, not really. I did notice that. So before in the past when I visited Seattle, like I would say mostly everyone was always messed up. And this time it seems like they're just getting a little bit more I don't want to say put their guard down, but people are just not wearing masks as much. Definitely true. You know, I, I feel like I entered back into civilization this past weekend because I saw so many people that I have in like the past couple of months, even though I've been to Seattle the past couple of months, a couple of times, um, but it was fun. So, you, so we hung out Saturday evening. What else did you do? Yeah, as soon as we got in, uh, had lunch with my family, and then we went to the arcade because the kids wanted to go. What arcade? Around one at South Center. Uh, that place is I. That place is I. Around one in California is dope. What's the difference? It's just bigger. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's fucking huge. Then we went out for drinks Saturday night, and then Sunday night, there is an event that Nam San threw at Mr. Detail. Hey, Sunday night or morning? 
Sunday morning. I'm sorry. What did I say? It's Sunday night. <laughs> oh, sorry. My bad. No, it was sure Sunday morning. Um, and that was for the car community that my husband and my brother is a part of. So that was fun. A lot of people came out. I think it was a really great turnout and it was exciting. That's nice. pretty much That's it. Cool. I had a lot of, yeah, family, family time this weekend, which was good. That was the, the main purpose. Yeah. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. All right. Shall we get into this episode topic? Are we ready to go? Go. All right. So we are going to be going over some prompts this week. And the purpose of this episode is to do some self-reflection. And in doing so, we hope that encourages you, our listen- listener, to also do some self-reflection if you haven't done so in a while. Like I'm being attacked. All right, go ahead. Do you feel that way? I'm sorry. <laughs> not my intention at all but also you don't know what we're talking about today that is true that is true so to give you guys a little background we we plan about a week in advance like what we're going to be talking about and um we've both been kind of busy we've both been butting heads on the past few episodes in the past how things should be ran and then I think like this one was your topic so I I looked over it and I was like all right this should be cool and it says self-growth and motivation. I think what I did was I blocked everything out. I just saw development, growth, and motivation. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really think about what was going to happen, but um, mm-hmm. but we're, gonna, baby, we're about to make the best of it. Let's go. I think this is a really good exercise. You mentioned that we have been butting heads. We have been arguing with each other for like the past month. Um, Anyway, sorry, some thought came into mind about fighting and how fighting, oh my God, have you looked up the definition of fighting? What? Because I need to look up the definition of fighting. It surprised me. What? Hold on. The definition of, why did you even look that up? I was listening to another podcast. Okay. Well, this does not help. We were not in a violent struggle or a violent confrontation. (laughs) we had each other by the neck we were like trying to see who's gonna pass out first that's what that's what happened oh well now I'm beefing with this podcast because they're like the definition of fighting is oh my gosh I'm not I'm not finding one that that I like all right scratch that scratch that anyways we've been butting heads for a while and we were finally back on track and then uh some topics are going to catch each other off guard uh, you know, we kind of go through, we, we label or we list them uh, throughout the week. And then we just put our names down if we're the ones that put them in there. So we know where it came from. And uh, yeah, this one is, this one's going to be a doozy. I'm beefing with that podcast. Now I have to go back at it and listen to it. Cause I'm that threw me off. Okay. So anyways, as I was saying, um, so we've been in a pandemic now for just shy of two years and I believe living through a pandemic has probably changed us in more ways than one. Well, shy of two years? Well, we're just coming up on two years. I think it was declared like early March of 2020 and it's early February. Oh, I thought this all started in 2019. Well, I mean. Well, I guess when everything shut, like everything shut down. Okay. Yeah. Like when the shutdowns happened and when they like declared a pandemic. Yeah. So some questions I want to ask the listeners to ask themselves during this episode, just to think about um, is how do we carry ourselves? How has living through a pandemic changed you? If it has changed you, do you think it's for 
the better or worse? Have you checked in with yourself lately to see how you are doing? Maybe the pandemic hasn't changed you or hasn't changed anything about you. And that's okay too. Um, But if you haven't thought about these prompts that we are going to go over with each other recently, or maybe you haven't even sat with yourself and thought about them at all, um, I encourage you to go through this with us and see where you're at in life and how you're doing. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's jump in. Okay. So the first prompt is what are your top five values in life? Top five values in life. Um, So I can answer, I've obviously I've given this one thought. You are just hearing this question for the first time. So I can go over my top five values um, first. You can go after, but mine are, I guess I'll save them first and I can kind of go into them. So honesty is one, compassion, making a difference, thoughtfulness, and positivity. But I do want to check check in with honesty really quick because it's not just being honest with other people, but most importantly, honest with myself. So this doesn't mean that I haven't been honest with myself, but I do believe I can be doing a better job. So what I mean by that is like, sometimes I, I tell myself that things are going to be okay without actually processing my emotions or the situation, but that doesn't actually help. Um, and what ends up happening is essentially I sweep the issue under the rug. And then if it comes up again, I mean, it's not addressed or hasn't been resolved. Right. So it's not good. And this was happening to us kind of in the past month. I know you're like kind of smiling and giving me that look. Cause that's yeah. kind of what we went through. Um, Thank God. And, oh my God. And again, Thank that was, and what I'm talking about is when we would argue, I would ask you to just let it go, but you are the type of person to not let it go. And let's hold on. And sorry, I don't mean to, inter- that's no, I do mean to interject, but, uh, but, and let's clarify argument, right? So like, I'm not going into that, those situations to argue. I'm trying to solve an issue. A disagreement. Our disagreement. I'm trying to find a solution to whatever we're trying to figure out here, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever problem we're having. And um, that's when it becomes just like a heated moment. But like, in my opinion, it, it wasn't really an argument, even though it did get heated. And I, I think it was just our way of figuring out like, okay, this is a way that we are not going to handle things. And this is not a way we're going to be able to find solutions. So from now on, like we kind of know like, okay, well, that's not going to work. We need to figure out what to do mm-hmm. to make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, I'm just thinking about honesty, but like, like, you know, I'm a pretty honest person um, to other people. And so while that's super easy for me, it's harder for me to be honest with myself. Um, which yeah, it's not a good thing. So I'm practicing that more. Um, the other one is compassion. So I think it's very important to practice compassion for others, but again, self-compassion, um, which I know like self-love, um, self-care has been a huge topic, you know, in the past couple of years. So I won't go too much into that, but, um, 
the next one I said was making a difference. And this can be as big or as small, or I mean, I don't know, on a big scale or a small scale, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, I understand that everyone is going through their own hardships, even though from the outside, it, it might look like they're not, like might look like they're okay, but I don't want to assume that they are. So I think any act big or little, as long as it makes a difference, um, is something that I, I try to practice like in my everyday life and in, a, in a lot, if not all of my relationships. With that being said, my next one is thoughtfulness. And this makes me laugh because I don't know how many times over the years I have thought about something, a thoughtful act, like, oh, I think this would be thoughtful. Let me, you know, let me do this nice thing for someone. And while I have the thought, I don't actually act out on it. So being thoughtful is one thing, but the act of doing something thoughtful is a completely different one. Um, Cause if you have the thought and if you don't do it, what good, what any good is that thought? If, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, what I'm saying, um, if no one was on the receiving end. So, but I do, I do try and be thoughtful. Dang, I do. That's... I know I'm trying to like convince myself because it's gotten so kind of guilty there. It's gotten so bad over the years that going into the new year, I was telling my husband, I was like, I'm going to be more thoughtful. And he's like, well, you try to be thoughtful, but you never act out on it. And so the part of calling you out, no, I needed to hear that. And it's so true. And so this year it's being thoughtful and doing the act of thoughtfulness out. Okay. Okay. And then the, and then the last one, positivity. I like to think I'm an optimistic person, but I'm also a, a realist and you're making a face and yeah. I want to hear your feedback on me on this. Cause I think it's important for me to get like critique or criticism, you know, about my, you, the other day you, you're like, it's not your character. It's your personality. What were you saying? I don't know, but I think it's important oh, for me over. to get like critique on myself. So anyways, um, like I'm a realist and I know bad things can happen. I think that's what contributes to a lot of my like anxiety a lot of the time. Say that word again. The what? word with the C. Huh? The word with the C. I don't know. Contributed? Contributed? Okay. Is that what All I right. said? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. You're, You're the second person me. that said it like that today. Just trying to, I told you the other day, I don't know how to say that word. I don't even know. At this point, I don't even know how it's supposed to be pronounced because contribute this, this other it's person threw me off too i was like all right whatever we're just rolling with it at i this don't know point. potato potato okay but what was i saying i'm kind of like expect the best but prepare for the worst mm-hmm. i don't know i like to see the brighter side of things so i like i am optimistic i guess i never want to go into situation thinking negatively right away because that's not a good situation. You should, I don't think anyone should ever do that. True. Definitely not. But so I do agree that you are extremely optimistic. One thing I would say is that I, I don't even know how to put it. It's not like you shy away from any negative mindset. It's like if you don't see, it seems as if if you don't see a positive outcome or positive outlook in, in any situation. I always see a positive outcome. Anything. 
Well, no, there's there's been times we I don't have the specific example, but there's times we've we've talked and rather like it could be something she I could ask for your opinion on something. Mm-hmm. And if you don't think there's going to be something good to come out of it, you're just like, mm-hmm. no way. <laughs> yeah, it's just happened a few times. And I'm like, all right. No, nah, I don't. I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm always the person to be like, like earlier, you're like, oh, you left work, but your hip was hurting. And you're like, man, and then I felt better all of a sudden. Well, like, good. I'm glad you're, you're feeling all better all of a sudden. I would hope you're glad I feel better all of a sudden. Well, it sounded yeah. like you were complaining because you had to leave work early. I mean, I, I see like- I, I was upset that I had to leave because I had clients set up, yeah. Yes, but I'm it's like-, like Damn, well, are you sitting there just hoping my hip hurts the rest of the night? But I'm like, overall, at least your hip got better. I guess I'm, you know, I'm just like the glass half full type of person. True, 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 true. Yeah, that was my top five values. Nice. All right, so- for me, I definitely was going to answer this differently. I didn't know we were picking like, um, I know that's why I felt kind of bad. Like you didn't want to know the questions going into this. So, well, I, no, I got, I got my answers. It's just that I was, I was thinking of something like, um, like family health, uh, something that's a little bit more tangible. Well, and funny you say that because I feel like values, like they're kind of fluid. I mean, like they change, right? Yeah. They can change. And so why, maybe like, while these are my values right now, as I thought about this question, it's not to say like my family isn't, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So be whatever, yeah. be whatever you want it to be. Um, but this is like, I guess values, I was thinking like, how do I say it? Like if it's aligned with what's important to me, and then I can like live towards this more intentional life, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I get down with that. I mean, I, I wrote five things down, so okay, um, these aren't in any order, mm-hmm. um, but one is altruism. So that's just like thinking of um, doing good or being good to others mm-hmm. without expecting something back, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, you know, we should all be doing, doing our best or being present with the best intention uh, when being around other people and being helpful whenever other people, whenever. That is, that is something to note without expecting anything in return. And the reason why, the reason why I like this is because like, it's, it's all about being selfless, right? There's been so many times where, um, where I've been around people and, you know, I would hear comments like, oh, I did this for you. I did that for you. We did this so many times. I'm like, I'm not keeping tabs on what I've done for you. Like, why are you doing that? Why are Mm -hmm. you doing that to me, you know? And there's been times I've had to set an example to be like, okay, well, um, I was like, oh, okay, well, check this out. Remember those times I did this? And then when I start keeping tabs, it becomes an issue, right? And I was just trying, I was really being petty, trying to make a point like, oh, you're doing that to me so I'm just showing you all the things that I've done and then all of a sudden it's not a competition right is that was that what I'm wondering if that's someone's intention though or can it be me and I'm thinking I'm being thoughtful and be like I did this for you because I'm thoughtful like I thought of you or were there like I guess I'm just wondering is it out of like greed and uh, I don't know if that's even the right word like motivated like what are they motivated by 
is it because they want to have one up on you so you can return the favor down the road? I wouldn't say, I wouldn't necessarily say one up. I, I feel like a lot of people do have um, good intention when doing stuff for people, but I also feel like they expect something in return. Mm-hmm. Which don't get me wrong. If someone does something for me, like I am thankful and I'm always willing to help people when I'm, when I have the time or the energy to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what I don't like is when people will go out of the way to make it known. Like I did all this stuff for you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, I've, n- I've never done that. I've never been like, Oh, you remember that time? Oh, what about this? What about that? And this is how you treat me. Mm-hmm. Like, no, my, like the way I see it is that I am here to help others when they're in need. Right. And I want, I want to make sure that I'm not keeping tabs. I don't, you're not in debt to me. You don't owe me mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to know that if I needed your help, you'd be there for me. Um, but for sure. realistically, I'm not the one keeping tabs. Like I'm here to do things out of the kindness of my heart, right. To make mm-hmm. sure that I'm there for you as a friend or as a family member, mm-hmm. because I care for you in that way. Right. Number two is passion or being passionate. And I'm like really big on that because I think that if you're not really passionate about anything in life, you're not really dedicated to something, right? You're kind of just going about life without any intention. Intent intent is going to be like a big word for a lot of these Mm -hmm. values that I hold because I feel like you should have a reason to be doing something or accomplishing something in life. Whenever whenever you're doing anything, there should always be a reason of why you're doing it. Mm -hmm, For sure. That's you are very passionate. Yeah, sometimes too passionate. Sometimes okay, I didn't <laughs> I didn't want to be the one to say that. Sometimes too passionate. Sometimes too passionate. There's oh my, like on the spectrum of people that I know that are like are passionate or not passionate, you're like on like the high passionate. Or <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I think I was like I was telling you Saturday at, at drinks, I'm like, I'm like stressed out for you sometimes. Yo, and because you're like, yeah. (laughs) I don't know if I told you or it was someone else I was talking to, but you know, you were telling me that my workload is crazy. And you know, for me, like I tell everybody, I'm not working as much as you think I am. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I need to rest, I need to eat, I need to unwind a little bit. So I'm I am spending time doing that to clear my mind, right? Um, but so, so you, so the listeners know I'm trying to get my own gym. I have hobbies like growing plants and stuff. I have this idea of a nonprofit that I want to put together. I'm most likely not going to get that done this year. Uh, we're working on this podcast. I work full-time training people, um, trying to find time to read and educate myself as well. Like I'm doing stuff almost all the time and, you know, fitness and help helping people um helping people improve their health or progress in performance sports performance whatever it may be just achieving their goals you know that's one of my passions I want to make sure that people get to where they want to be and I want to be a part of that part of that growth and development right and with all these projects I got going on you know I'm growing as an individual to make sure that I am that leader to help people get to where they need to be and you know when you're telling me that oh yeah, I'm stressed for you. I'm stressed for you. I'm like, yeah, it is stressful. But at at some point, someone's got to do this work, right? Mm-hmm. Because if everybody stayed at the bottom waiting for someone to help lead the way, we're not going to get anywhere. 
Mm-hmm. And like, sure. everybody's going to be at the same position. So it does suck. I do cry every day when I wake up. <laughs> I don't mean, that's not funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but, um, nah, it'll get easier. I think it'll get easier at some point. But yeah, so. Well, I, I don't know. It only sounds like a really heavy load because again, you're a planner and you like have time slots for everything and all your time slots are filled up. You don't, ju- I feel like you don't just have some time where it's like, I'm just gonna, like you don't have, so like Sundays are for like resting. You don't rest. Or like, I don't know, maybe I don't know when you rest, but it doesn't sound like you rest any days of the week. I watched I watched a two-hour documentary yesterday on agriculture, hour and a half. I mean, if that's like resting and relaxation to you, then so be it. Well, okay, so I was so I was working on my workouts for for my group Monday, Wednesday, Friday group, and then I need I realized I needed to eat, so I I can't eat and type, I can't eat and read, I can't eat and take notes. It just doesn't work for me. I've tried so many times. So I'm like, oh shit, let me eat and watch TV. Mm-hmm. So I decided to watch the documentary. I was like, all right, cool. I got through it, ate my food, cooked, and then I got back to work. I took a nap, I think, like an hour nap. Got back to work. But no, I know okay. it's stressful. But um so yeah, so you back are very topic. passionate. Back on topic. So yeah, um, I think passion is really important. That's something that I value. I think everybody should value, everybody should have. A passion of some sort mm-hmm. um present with intention so Ooh. we talked about this a long i want to say about a year ago i don't know if it was just me talking about what i want to do but for myself i want to be more present when i'm around people mm-hmm. and usually like with my close friends because i realize that i can be around them but I'm not really focused on what's going on. Like we're just hanging out, right? Mm-hmm. Or I could be with family. I'm not really focused. I'm just hanging out. Like it's my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I immediately thought of like how when people hang out, someone might be on their phone or distracted being on their phone, like on social media. Exactly. And it's one of those that's like, you're hanging out with people. Why don't you be present? Right. And I don't know. It's kind of silly. Like you can be on so- social media in the comfort of your home alone at any hour, any time of the day. But when you're like with a group of people or someone, I think it is important to show them your, give them your attention. Yeah, for sure. I do remember talking about this a year ago. Yeah. And that's why I think it's really important. Um, You know, what caught me off guard is that I think a couple years ago, uh, I, I do this on dates all the time. Well, when I, when I used to go on dates, I'd always have my phone down or in my pocket, right? I used to do it where my phone was down so they can see that, like, I'm paying attention just to them. Oh. I don't care about anything else but them right now. Um, but then I realized, like, I don't even need to do that. Like, let me just keep my phone in my pocket. And some some got caught off guard. They're like, wow, you don't look at your phone or anything? I remember this. Yeah, and someone was like, oh, yeah, I didn't go on my phone the whole time. I'm like, it's kind of what you should be doing when you're when you're with people like not worrying about your phone as much you know but a lot of people don't yeah and uh, yes I remember talking the only reason why I remember talking 
about this with you is because I do remember one time we got dinner or something and you did not look at your phone. And that did stand out to me because if I'm with other people, they are most likely always on their phone. Like eight times out of 10, they are always on their phone. Yeah. And that was an annoyance of mine. Um, I haven't gotten dinner with too many people, like, you know, since the pandemic eating out in general, but, um, that used to be a huge annoyance of mine that if I was with someone, they were on their phone. Why? So you do, you do a very good job at that. And let's put it this way. You know, when you have, when you, when you like hire someone to do something for you, this might be a really bad example, but when you hire someone to do something for you and like, it's their profession, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you always go in with the idea like that their time is valuable, you know, especially when they're, when they're like a high level professional and the thought that their time is value valuable is set by the amount of money that you put down. Right. But when you think about like what you value in life, like if you truly do value your family and your friends, you know, their time is valuable as well. This is the time that you're spending with them. And then you should, you should respect uh, it respect it yeah you should definitely respect it and show like you know you're there for them to spend time with them and you know to to build on that bond or connection that you have with them not just to be around them because like you said you could be at home on your phone you could be around anybody on your phone really Mm -hmm. to make a difference like who you're with Mm -hmm. and yeah I think that's one thing that I I really want to work on I've been trying there's sometimes like I'll hang out with people and like I kind of just don't want to talk and I'll find myself get on my phone mm-hmm. and then I have to tell myself like just put it down put it down at least try or whatever and it's not that I don't want to be there it's more so like I'm just like really tired mm-hmm. from the work week uh, but yeah so that's number three and number four is empathy and I had a I was talking I wish I could remember who the hell I was talking to about this stuff but you know, I think empathy is something that you cannot, I'm kind of troubled by the statement, but I, as of right now, I believe empathy is something that you cannot learn. Why is that? Well, because empathy, so there's a difference between being sympathetic and empathetic, right? Yep. Empathy is being able to feel that emotion when sympathy, if I understand correctly, is being able to understand, mm-hmm. right? So um, to be able to feel that type of emotion, that some to feel something that someone is going through, I feel like that's a skill set that not everybody has. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it might be possible to attain it at some point, but I think that, you know, if you're not willing to be, what, present or um, tuned into whatever the person in front of you is talking about, mm-hmm. like, how are you truly going to feel that? Um, especially if you haven't experienced it or experienced anything like it. Um, it's kind of, I feel like it's tough to be empathetic. And like, for me, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm empathetic and I I think of it as a spectrum. Like, I feel like some people can just have empathy for like certain things in life. Some people can have empathy for almost anything in life. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, I'm kind of like in the middle where where uh I really try hard to grasp like what everybody's trying to tell me and I try to take in everything and um 
everything that they're going through so that way I can understand exactly where they're coming from and if I don't understand or if I don't feel it I kind of sometimes I tend to brush it off so I, I'm working on I'm working harder on being mindful of what people are telling me yeah it is it's a super hard skill to have and I almost think about for someone who's like so empathetic <laughs> how affected are they and how I don't, know, I don't know I'm wondering do they let it affect their own lives and I think that's on the very high end of that spectrum it is it so, is it's freaking tiring oh it's just exhausting so scientifically speaking um everybody has what are called mirror neurons right so mm-hmm. I did a research project in college about mirror neurons in relation to coaching um, coaching on field and coaching in the weight room. So mirror neurons, uh, what they do is it's a vision, uh, they work visually, right? So let's say I'm trying to teach you an exercise, right? And I verbally explain how it's supposed to be performed. And for some people that doesn't work, right? Some mm-hmm. people can be like, oh, okay, well, squat bend here 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 and here right and some people are just like what the fuck is he talking about so they need visual cues so what happens is when i go through the movement and you watch me mm-hmm. those mirror neur- those mirror neurons fire in a way that help to signal the muscles that need to be activated so they don't actually like they don't cause those muscles to move just because you saw me but they help um they help for a stronger connection or stronger signal to the muscles that need to work. Okay. So a good example, guys will definitely understand this. If we're watching a movie, a guy gets kicked in the nuts. You'll Mm -hmm. see a lot of guys flinch. Someone gets punched in the stomach, they'll fill in their gut. That's what mirror neurons do. Okay. Uh, They also work for emotion. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure if like people are born with the same level of mirror neurons or if people are only able to, um, accept or receive certain emotions and then act on that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that stuff is, uh, emotions are contagious. It's just like when you see someone smile, you're most likely going to smile back and it's mm-hmm. because of what you saw. Right. And those are, that's what the mirror neurons do. So I think it works the same way when trying to be empathetic, you know, sometimes when you're at that high end of that spectrum, you take in more of that emotion and it, just, it does just drain you. Mm-hmm. I actually do want to look that up. I think we should hold a topic on that at some point, but Mm -hmm. I always, I always thought for like therapists, um, I'm like, does the therapist get therapy? Because I don't like, where do they draw that line or like, where do they have boundaries? You know, I don't know. I heard they have to, they have to have therapy. Yeah. I heard they have to go through therapy as well. Okay. Cool. All right. And number, number five is accountability. Ooh. Uh, that, <laughs> I was hearing that word a lot on another podcast I was listening to last night, I think. They were talking about people holding yourself accountable, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, people are so quick to blame, blame, blame. Like, this is why this is going wrong. If this person just did this, it'd be a lot easier. Or mm-hmm. if, um, if it wasn't, if it wasn't like this or if my life wasn't like this, blah, 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 blah. Uh, there are some things you definitely can't change. 
but there is a way, I feel like there's always a way you can work around it to get to the overall outcome or the overall goal of things. And, you know, if something's going wrong in your life and you're able to sit down and reflect on what happened, you know, and if it's truly like your fault, hold yourself accountable. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I feel like there are a lot of people that kind of either naive or immature and mm-hmm. they're not willing to accept or take the blame for shit they've been doing wrong. You know, they want to blame other people and like, and say, no, fuck that. It's, they should be doing this because why wouldn't they? Like, no, like think about how you might be acting to this person or these people and like understand that maybe you're the problem right now Mm -hmm. or you, something went wrong in your life and you're blaming, you're blaming a worker and associate why they're making it hard on you. I'm like, well, just sit back and reflect maybe what, what they went through or like maybe you're just not abiding by the rules or whatever and maybe you really are just the problem you know just hold yourself accountable for shit that, mm-hmm. that truly mm-hmm. is your yeah that's super tough I mean that requires someone to have such you know good self-awareness or just have self-awareness and that's hard for some people to accept take in you know and swallow um yeah And so that also goes back to um, being present with the intention, right? That's also being present for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, Like when you're truly trying to self-reflect, like be there and realize, you know, your, your intention with this self-reflection is to become a better person, reflect Mm -hmm. on things that, that didn't go the way you expected them to go. And how are you going to make the situation or outcome better? Yeah, for sure. Yes. There's nothing wrong with like... There's, I don't think there's anything wrong with reviewing and assessing yourself or checking yourself and be like, okay, this isn't working out, but how can I, what can I do moving forward to go in the direction that I want to go, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's great. Okay. Moving on to question two. Um, (laughs) So from here on out, they're not going to be that long actually. But um, the second question is what makes you feel fulfilled? And I'll give you a little time to think about it, but at least for me, it is seeing this, this sounds so cheesy, but seeing the smiles on my children's faces, (laughs) um, just makes me think that like all the troubles that I've been going through, like as a, not even a stay at home mom, but just as a parent in general, like makes it all worth it. And that I'm not failing them when I see that like pure happiness on their face. Um, another thing that makes me feel, feel fulfilled, um, is spending time with my loved ones and especially like with my parents, my mom and dad, um, I cherish that time with them that much more since I'm no longer living in Seattle and uh, yeah, like I truly feel happy when I am spending time with them. Um, it's as simple as that. And then the other one is enjoying me time which I've struggled with this in the past year because it is rare these days, but when the new year hit, I put is intention, even the right word, but like instill, I did my best to instill certain blocks of time throughout the day. That was specifically for me activities that I can do alone without my kids or my husband, because it gave me a sense of independence which is so important when you're a parent. 
So those are my three. Okay. I. And you don't have to come up with three. I just came up with yeah. three. No, I think it's been kind of tough because I usually am kind of hard on myself when it comes to like truly being fulfilled. Um, one thing I do know that I um, get satisfaction from is spending time with my mom and my grandpa, um, even if it's a little bit, just because I noticed that, you know, with my schedule being so busy, um, you know, it's, e it's easy to hang out with friends because that's at night, right? Like that's a 10, 11, 12. Like why midnight. not during the day? Why not in the morning? At work. Why? Oh. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. So Saturday. Saturday at 8 a.m. <laughs> oh, all right. So um grabbing coffee. <laughs> so I think that you know, when I do get that little bit of time to spend with them, like there's one time recently I got to hang out with my mom and more recently like in the past few months um just hanging out with my mom and being able to cook and watch movies actually that was that was I, I was fulfilled with that day it was me and my mom and my grandpa um we went to my mom's we cooked and watched movies um, even though my grandpa always complains about the food that we cook it was it was still fun to watch movies. Although I did fall asleep, I am notorious for falling asleep during movies. Um, it was a good time because I we don't really get to have that as much anymore. Mm -hmm. And yeah, as of right now, I feel like that's like some of my most fulfilling moments. And you know, aside from that, you know, I have all these other goals that are set and. I guess my most fulfilling moments are always going to be with my family and friends. Mm -hmm. um, things that I want to accomplish in life. I realize that, you know, there's always more to be done. Mm -hmm. um, For sure. There's always going to be more to be done and more to be accomplished. So that sense of fulfillment is somewhat temporary, you know, but I feel like I cherish the time with my friends and family the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. And I know they say like distance makes the heart grow fonder or whatever, but in the past year, two of my best friends moved back to moved back home to Seattle from New York City where they were each at for over 5 years and I was like, "Are you kidding me? You guys are moving back home now that I am leaving?" Yeah. Um, so that part sucks, but to me it only again makes things more intentional like if I do come home like hopefully we schedule something and just make the most out of it you know and same thing with my parents I'm like my really sometimes I might or no my relationships with my parents are stronger when I am not living at home or in the same town as them you know it's almost like if you you take it for granted if you see them so often um, opposed to if you're more limited with time together, you're, you'll cherish it more. Um, and the time together, time together spent is more significant. So yeah, for sure. I completely get you. Okay. Next question. What is the best advice you have ever been given? Do you want to go first? Kind of sucks. Like this is all like work related. Well, it could, it could relate to you. 
Right. Do you apply it in other areas of your life? Yeah, you, you can apply it to almost anything. But it was so simple, but it was mm-hmm. really about where I want to get in life. There was, so I graduated, what, 2014. Um, my first job out of college um, was 24-hour fitness. I wanted, I applied for front desk. I was like, I want to go back to school. I wanted to go to PT school, I think, physical therapy school. And um, either that or get just get a master's in exercise science. But um, they called back. They're like, hey, why don't you start training? Like, you already have the, like, you you meet the requirements. Like, just hop in. It'll be good. We need more trainers. I was like, all right, dope. I'll try it out. So I get there, um, went through the interview, told them, like, what I wanted to do, what I wanted to achieve in life. Um, at the time, I think I was focused on trying to get towards, like, a professional athlete route, working with them. And um the assistant manager at the time I think it was like the first week he wrote down he gave me these scenarios with all these different um athletes mm-hmm. and I realized like this is kind of interesting because no other like even when I went to other gyms no other uh manager has ever done this and I don't think he even did that with anybody else from what I remember but um, I filled out the workouts and he looks at me, he's like, okay, you'll, you'll do just fine. Like you'll do good. And he's like, I would do this. He was like trying to coach me on what he would change. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had a ton of questions cause this was my first time training. And then I think about a month passes by and he pulls me aside and he's like, Hey, um, you know, invest in yourself. And I was like, what? Cause you know, well, you're going to get paid. You're going to make a good amount of money here. But think about where you want to go in life, put a certain amount of money from each paycheck, put into another account, make sure that money gets devoted to anything that's going to help you get closer to where you want to be in life, right? Mm-hmm. And just keep doing it and make sure that you stay focused on that account and make sure you stay focused on your goals and you get to where you want to be. And that was important to me because... It's such a simple concept, but it was hard at the time. It was hard for me to think that, you know, whether it's time, effort, or money, like devoting anything to my craft or something that I'm passionate about, Mm -hmm. I only need to do a little bit at a time Mm -hmm. to advance to the next level or to advance and get closer to where my, where I want to be in life. Right. And this falls back on the 1% rule, which you showed me earlier, you bought that uh, Atomic Habits book. Yes, I did. I think that 1% rule is in that book, but. Tell us to the people that don't know the 1% rule. The way I understood it or the way that I took it in was like making sure that you're moving or progressing at any rate each day, right? Even Mm -hmm. just a little bit. If you, if you improve just surviving, yeah, if yeah, <laughs> well, if you, if you improve just 1%, 1% more every day, mm-hmm. that's exponential growth mm-hmm. versus, um, what's the, what's the opposite of improve? I don't know. If you, if you just get worse, <laughs> if you uh-huh. get worse 1% uh-huh. a day, you're going to get to zero or failure a lot faster. 
Oh man. <laughs> so you want to make sure that you keep improving at least 1% each day. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure that's an atomic habits. But anyway, so that's essentially what he was trying to tell me, right? So each time uh-huh. I put some money into the account, make uh-huh. sure that it goes to something that's um, related to your career or your end goal. And that goes with also with time. Mm-hmm. Make sure you put a little bit of time aside to focus on what you're trying to achieve. Effort. Um, effort can be the whole, like what we what I talked about in my five values. It could be the uh, presence with intention. Mm-hmm. Um and you know just doing a little bit here and there you slowly you slowly get closer to where you want to be no wonder why you're so busy yeah i've actually i've actually i don't know that i've ever been told by someone to invest in myself really yeah i don't know i mean not that i can remember i mean if they did it didn't stand out or maybe i didn't take it seriously i'm not sure but I think people need to hear that more. Yeah, they do. And uh, when you're talking, well, what worry? What I would say is that I think people that that need to hear it need to hear it more. Yeah, there are people that are just completely fine with where they're at, right? Yeah, there, there's a lot of some people, a lot of people that are just comfortable with where they are at in life, right? But if you're trying to make it to that next level, like you do need to hear that more and more. And I made a joke earlier about like just surviving. And I think that's what we've all, like some of us in the pandemic have just been trying to survive and like, you know what I mean by that? And so this is, so this is what I was thinking about when you were talking about this 1% rule to get better every day by doing something. Mm -hmm. So this is me. I left my job of six years in October of 2020. And it was the first time in my life that I was going to be a stay at home mom. And maybe this connects with any other parents listening to this, but when I became a stay at home mom, I had this envision of the type of parent that I would be, you know, that I would have a structured schedule that we'd have, um, different, what do you call it? activities, right? At one point I was like, we can exercise in the beginning of our day. And then maybe from exercise, we can have music time or, and then we'll have a quiet time where the kids will just play alone and look at books. And I will have my me time in that period. You know, like I have this envision that this is what I was going to do. And, uh, oh man, was I wrong? Like that did not happen at all. As much as I like tried to stay on a schedule And then it just, at one point for me, became about surviving, like simply just getting through day by day with, of course, like the adjustment of moving into a new town, um, how to navigate around COVID in this, in this new town, you know, no support group. We went from having such a good support system in Seattle to none here um, in Tri-Cities, which was huge. And so anyways, at, at some point I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to push this envision of a, of a parent that I had on myself because I don't know that I can get there right now with all that, you know, it was too much of a transition in my life. So it simply for me just got to surviving, like feed your kids, take care of your kids. I don't know, take care of yourself, um, in some capacity and uh, yeah. 
that's, I feel like that was 2021 for me. So that is what I thought about. Damn. That's, is, is that optimism? <laughs> surviving? surviving? I don't know. Surviving. Well, Hey, you survived. I, I survived and I feel like I'm coming out. Am I coming out a better person? No, but it just made me realize like I took a break into, I told you this, I was like, I took a break in 2021 and 2022, that's going to be different. So. Okay. How so? Well, for one, on the first of the year, I, my husband encouraged me to sign up for this you know, online certificate program for user experience design. So that was big. And with doing that, I had to really set a time aside for myself um, to be able to do this. And then the whole reading thing, right? I have this reading goal of 12 books this year and it's February. I've already, I've already read three books or two books. I'm on my third one. Like a picture book? Oh, I've read more than two picture books. God, I'm reading bedtime stories to my children. No, I'm, I'm talking <laughs> about like, um, shoot, Humankind was a long one. That was like over 400 pages or like 400 I pages. On, I am on 270. I wasn't on last time we talked. Okay. See, like that was a big read, you know? Um, but um, yeah, just like, again, little things for myself to, to focus on me. It's okay. I'm getting there. And that's all it is. Progress. That's true. That's true. Keep it pushing. Invest in yourself. You got this. There you go. You got this. Thanks for telling me. You're the first one to tell me that. <laughs> I got to text him and say thank you just to check in. He, he was a dope person. He actually was the one that uh, the guy that I was telling me that the guy that told me to invest in myself. Um, he was actually also the one that told me to like get out of 24 hour fitness. Mm-hmm. this isn't going to get you where you want to be like where you want to go uh, and you know when I was with Seattle Storm I stopped by just to, I don't even know why I stopped by I stopped by to say what's up and um mm-hmm. and actually I don't even know how he knows I was with Seattle Storm mm-hmm. anyways okay. <clears throat> okay anyways he was like super hyped super hyped for me and um he was actually the one that like got me motivated to get out of that corporate hellhole, extremely toxic environment. It was mm-hmm. something else, man. But I mean, like he recognized your potential and was like, you know, you can do better. You will do better and go forth. Yes. Onward pretty much. Yeah. Cool. Um, the best advice I've ever been given is also like another simple one, but I think it's kind of hard for people to grasp, at least for myself. And uh, I won't get into the backstory of it, but someone at some point in time told me, um, don't lie to yourself and work through it. Um, that you, so you, some, okay, how do I even say this? that you need to come to a self-realization to allow yourself to move forward from a bad or unfortunate situation. So the situation that I was in, it felt like I needed, like I was telling people about it and people were like, oh, you're going to be okay. Like you'll be fine. And I was using that to drill into my head. Like I am going to be okay. It is going to be fine. 
But this person who gave me this piece of advice was like, unless you actually make that decision yourself and you do the hard work, like you have to make it happen. It's not about others telling you, you know? That's essentially like sweeping, sweeping it under the rug. And I, I agree with yeah. whatever that person had to say, because I feel like people are like, I feel like it's so common for people to be like, oh yeah, it'll be okay. It'll be mm-hmm. okay. How the fuck do you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck? Do you know what's yeah. going on? I don't, I don't and actually, know. I mean, I guess for context, so what was actually happening is I was going through a very hard breakup. People were telling, when I told people and they'd be like, you know, it's going to be okay. You'll be fine. And I was like, okay, I'm drilling it in my head more. Like, I think like it is going to be okay. It is going to be fine. But what I really needed to do was just face my emotions and face the situation at hand, like face forward Mm -hmm. and actually work through it to allow myself to move forward to the other side. Yeah. You know, it was no like sulking or like feeling, is that the right word? Like sulking in my like sad thought. I don't know. I don't even know. Okay. Scratch that. I don't even know what I was saying, but just not feeling bad for myself and just like realizing this is a situation that you are in and you need to face it and you need to work. You need to work through it. I think a lot of time people are like, well, you need to keep yourself occupied, like get your mind off of it, you know, um, do other things to keep you busy, yada, yada, yada. But no, I think at some point you should actually just look at where you are yeah, and what you're going to do and freaking work through it. Do the work. So you'll come out a better person on the other end. I do believe that it is important to allow yourself to like soak or mm-hmm. like just sit in with your emotions. Right. Yeah. And allow yourself to feel what's going on. I feel like that's healthy. Yeah. Cause you find a lot of people that do have that. Oh, it'll get better. Let me just brush it off mentality. Yeah. And at some point it does become almost like an emotional breakdown, right? Like if you think of the way that trauma is set up, it's like layers, right? Mm-hmm. That keep piling on top of each other. And, and I'm just relating this to everything that may seem bad in someone's life, not just relationship stuff. But, yeah. but if you keep on piling stuff on top of each other and telling, your, telling yourself, oh yeah, it'll be okay. Like, mm-hmm. oh no, everything's going to be all right. I'm not worried about it. I'm, I'm going to brush this off. I've done this before. Yeah. That stuff still might resonate with you and it might just keep piling up until you get to that one little thing mm-hmm. that's going to send you over the top and just blow up. Right. Yeah. You don't want to get to that point. Yeah, Ever. absolutely. So yeah, I do agree with you. Handle that shit when you're ready. Yeah. To. When, when you're ready to, that's an interesting point when you're ready to, what if you're not ever ready to Yeah, sucks for you? You know, what if there, what if someone is just like, doesn't want to face their truth and they choose to ignore it because they don't want to face that reality. And again, I'm, I'm speaking very generally or very broad because it's going to be applied to so many things, mm-hmm. you know, but I feel, and I wonder about those who a bad situation happens to them and they choose not to face it. I don't know. 
it sucks. And I feel for them because I want them, I want them to work through that. You know, I want them to, I mean, I think it's like very therapeutic, you know, to actually, to work through it. So anyways, um, I know someone said that to me during a breakup, but again, like I apply it to any situation, you know, if I can. Okay. Last question. Ready for the last question. What is one event in your life that has changed you the most? Ooh, oh, I know. Um, Ooh, good or bad? It's kind of. I like to look at it um, through a lighter lens. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's a somewhat of a good thing, but it hit pretty hard. So when my grandma passed away, um, is that the event? Yeah, that's probably like hit me, like changed me the most. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, granted, there were a few times, like I want to say maybe like my early twenties, early to mid twenties. I, I would joke around a lot about everything. I'm still kind of goofy every once in a while, and there there were a few things here and there that kind of like just got me off track and like not as lively, right? But when my grandma passed away, like I was going through a lot. I think I was in a bad relationship, a toxic relationship. Um, That definitely didn't help. Went through a breakup when my grandma passed away. Um, And the breakup actually wasn't the bad thing because like I was able to ignore it. Ignore your breakup or ignore? Ignore the breakup. Ignore, okay. Because... I think at that time she the girl that I was dating she was used to like breaking up getting back together and like that's not Mm. really my thing and so around that time when she wanted to break up like I still hold a grudge with that shit too um like when it happened Mm -hmm. um so when she wanted to break she wanted to break up when my grandma like a day after my grandma passed away or two days something like or maybe two days I I don't know Um, But then either way, she was trying to, we're planning for the funeral, right? Mm -hmm. Um, She offered to do all this stuff and I had to pull her aside. I was like, you know, like, like, this is like serious. This isn't some Instagram shit where like, if you don't like the way it looks, you could just pass this project on to someone else. Like Mm -hmm. on a roll here. Mm -hmm. She's like, yeah, we got it. We got it. We got it. And so I think it was just too much for her to handle. And there are too many requests and then she wanted to break up I was like fuck it all right cool like hand over the project I got shit to do and she was trying to get back together like during the funeral I was like no I'm good like Mm. I got shit to take care of and when my grandma passed away like during that whole process I think I was able to realize like you know at the time what was most important Mm -hmm. um while being in a relationship, I realized that there's a lot of things that I neglected, a lot of people I neglected. And I'm like, you can attest to that. Like there, <laughs> I got into a relationship. I there are a lot of friends like I just kind of didn't talk to anymore. Mm-hmm. And it sucks that it had to be like my grandma to pass away to realize, like, okay, well, my most important thing is my family mm-hmm. right now. Um, but there were some family issues that were going on when she passed away. And I remember before she passed away, um, she was telling me to take care of my mom. Mm-hmm. And 
make sure to just be like be good be there for everybody mm-hmm. and then the day she passed away like I, I could hear her voice telling me just to make sure to take care and look out for my grandpa look out for my mom and I think for the longest time like I was supposed to be the mediator for everybody mm-hmm. right? um, so if people didn't understand something I'm the one that's supposed to like make sure everybody's calmed down and um like understands where each other's coming from this isn't a time to argue we're supposed to be together for each other mm-hmm. um, and that was tough because my grandma did all that right mm, yeah and you know that's the that's the good side that's the good thing that came out of my grandma passing away is that you know I I was able to I was able to take in like how she was as a person and you know, exhibit that to everybody else. Um, Those are some big shoes to fill. Oh yeah, it was tough. It still is tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, I fall out of it every once in a while, and like what I one thing I do realize is that every single person in the family takes on her personality at some point. Mm-hmm. So I've seen it in my mom a few times, like during certain situations. Yeah. My grandpa a couple of times. Um, That's cool my uncle sometimes sometimes my I don't know but uh that was one thing the other tough thing was that when she did pass away I took almost everything a little too serious um Mm -hmm. like I realized I still don't joke around as much as I used to and like I'm slowly getting back to that it's been what three it's coming up three years Mm -hmm. August um hmm and you know I just don't have that characteristic anymore like I want to I want to be able to joke around like I used to but it's just is it because and I'm asking this because like I have never really lost someone in my life like that you know as close to me as you were to your grandma and so I don't I I don't think I've grieved like someone who has lost someone very close to them right and so like do you think you're still grieving like is this part of yeah oh hell yeah this is so not to get not to get like dark but well we're actually gonna have an episode on death dying and grieving and so i'll get i'll get a little i'll get into more detail about that on the next episode but like i still hold myself accountable for a few things Mm -hmm. like you know i should have been there more i should have done this i should have done that blah 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 you know, I know other other family members are still upset. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, like, yes, I'm still dealing with it. Mm-hmm. And I think that I had to tell someone. I had to tell someone I was like, you know, like, I'm still dealing with it. It's still sad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is something that I'm probably not ever going to get over with. And I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. okay with it but yeah it's just tough it's tough to handle because i it's tough to handle because i was raised in a family where we don't really voice our emotions mm-hmm. yeah um, i think that goes for a lot of i mean i don't want to speak for other families but like my family too you know or maybe oh, families yeah, yeah. like in the asian culture yeah. which is we don't talk about our feelings yeah and I think that's the tough thing is that you know I've talked to my mom about the situation and like I can see that she's changed a little bit actually she's changed 
quite a lot and it's not a bad thing it's just I see little things that are different mm-hmm. like the acts and carries herself but um that is probably the most life-changing moment that I that I've ever had and probably will be the most life-changing moment I'll ever have yeah and I'm still trying to figure out whether it's a good or a bad thing mm-hmm. but as of right now I feel like it's a good thing mm-hmm. in a sense that I was able to learn from it and I, I feel like I embody her mm-hmm. at some point in my life yeah. yeah. Oh, that's deep. Yeah. Well, thanks for getting vulnerable. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Good job. Um, the one thing that has changed my life the most, hands down, is it's becoming a common theme. But is what? What are you pointing at me at? Oh, hey, say, go ahead. say it say it no 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 go ahead go. I'll first. <laughs> is becoming a mom yes exactly that's what i was about to point out i was gonna say on three we say it oh we should have we should have <laughs> um and i think a lot of the parents will like hear me out on this and i don't know if i wonder if people who are not parents yet will will understand it's like they will hear it and they will think they understand it but i think like unless you're a parent you i don't know that you fully understand the weight behind it um being a parent that like so before you're a parent obviously you know you are mostly looking out for yourself first and foremost um but now like once you're a parent there's like this tiny little human that is completely dependent on you and you are their whole entire world you know and they have no one to look up to so I don't know if um I was going to say something, but I, I won't, but yeah, essentially it's just having that responsibility and they become your priority. These little human beings become your priority and you're at the center of your world. And essentially the base of all of your decisions that you make then on forward, you know, whereas prior, I, I just only had to think about myself and I don't think that's selfish, you know? Cause you're living your life and you're doing things for you. But when you're a parent, you just have this whole other being mm-hmm. that you have to be there for, um, bigger than the moment, like you get married or devote yourself to, you know, your partner or whoever, cause they can take care of themselves. They should be able to take care of themselves. I hope so, um, man. I know, I know some people that got with some people and those people can't be take they can't take care of themselves oh no you gotta be able to like take care of yourself but yeah just when um you have children it's like your your life shifts you know I'm very happy to be a parent it's very life-changing it's very fun um they're like the best things that have ever happened um but yeah that is the one event in my life that has changed me the most. I think I've, I think I've changed a lot from it. A lot of people that knew me before I was a mom or my best friends that, you know, have seen me go through this. And it's been like almost five years now since I've been a parent, but I think they notice it too. Like I'm a completely different person and for the better, you know? So yeah, here we are. That's what's up. That's what's up. But yeah, so I hope you know, use the listeners, um, that this gave you some chance to just sit and 
think about where you at, you're at in your life and what's important to you and do some self-reflection. How, you know, are there ways you can change to better yourself? Um, invest in yourself. Invest in invest. yourself. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. One thing I do think that people should take from this episode is that um, any little step forward is going to be really important make sure that you don't you don't quit mm-hmm. you know the moment that you the moment that you do decide to quit is the moment that you do up on yourself mm-hmm. don't give up on yourself you are great oh. you are important oh. you are loved. say your yeah. affirmations <laughs> stay true to yourself <laughs> be honest with yourself <laughs> for real though on a serious note you know yeah keep moving keep it pushing don't stop there you go.